And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello, we are Mead listeners, and welcome to a very special edition of our podcast. Of course, it is the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week for Round 2 of the Football Championship in Mead. And uh, we also will be announcing our Proactive Risk Control Player of the Week for Round 2 of the Championship Weekends as well. As always, I'm joined by Davey Rispin to run through uh, the performers and uh, hard luck stories for our proactive risk control team of the week. And, uh, you know, Davey, this is probably, if we were doing this year on year um, and week on week in every championship for the last 10 years, this was probably the most difficult week to, uh, I suppose, single out 15 players and then narrow that down to one player for the proactive risk control player of the week. Yeah, well, we thought it was a tough enough job the first week to do it because, um you know, thinking back, some of the outstanding performances, you had James Conlon, you know, putting on a masterclass for Conlon Kills. Alan Nestor won nine for Black Hall. He ended up winning it. And Aaron Lynch, I think, 2-4, 2-5 the first week. And we thought, you know, it'll be a bit easier going forward. You'll never have scores like that. You'll never have performances <laughs> like that. It's actually got to the stage now where the midfielders are starting to chip in with scores like that. Um, so yeah. what's going to happen next? Our cornerback's going to start. And to be honest with you, You'll see the team in a minute, and you know the team probably already, but like th- there's cornerbacks chipping in and wingbacks chipping in with goals and points all over the place. It's ridiculous. Though. <laughs> I'm wondering, Davey, has the fact that uh, Stephen Baxter and Pro Risk, uh, Proactive Risk Control come on board to do this, the sponsorship of the team of the week, and to give out that 50 euro voucher, has it made players decide that, you know, maybe when they're on the field, I might give that ball to your man. I might take this easy score myself. And, you know, uh, the next time I get into the forward line, I'm going to go for a goal. And, you know, because this week was absolutely, absolutely outstanding. And, you know, even I saw some of the clips from me, Daily TV on, on, on social media. And uh, I'm wondering, did you see Harn or, or Marco Sullivan's goal? Um, yeah. Like, what an outstanding goal it was. And, and, you know, like an absolute bullet into the top corner. And I'm sure there was loads of them because we had a weekend of really high-scoring games as well. Mm, i seen three absolute peaches of goals throughout the weekend. Um, obviously, I've seen that one on the on the clip, but in real time, i seen Ethan Devine doing something very similar for Nafina against Navin O'Matney's on Saturday, whereby he took on three or four lads and blasted a rocket, nearly a carbon copy of O'Sullivan's into the top corner. Then Mickey Newman's for Kilmainham against Blackhall Gales was equally good. I think that was on me daily as well, if you get a chance to have a look at it. Um, and then Oshin Riley as well, doing something similar for, for Kells against Dumboyne. But 
Um, I was actually on the phone to Gary McGovern today and we were chatting about, you know, the championship as a whole and hoping that, you know, lockdown doesn't happen again, needless to say, and that, you know, sport gets clipped and everything like that. Because we have potentially one of the best championships that we've seen in recent history. And um, Stephen Baxter has definitely played a part in that, I think. Um, I don't know what it's like up at Cavan, Mickey, but um, certainly in me, he's contributed to it already. And, uh, you know, he's, he's doing a great job and he, I'm sure he'll be proud of it. Yeah, and as you mentioned, Stephen Baxter, we want to thank Stephen Baxter from Proactive Risk Control for coming on board to sponsor our team of the week, to sponsor the player of the week, and to drive these players to do what they're doing at the moment in the football championship. And again, uh, for all your health and safety needs, consultancy and training, uh, contact Stephen Baxter on email, stephen at prc.ie. You can get him on the mobile on 87 412-7603 or you can go to the website it's www.prc.ie for proactive risk control and again if you are going to be using proactive risk control we'd urge you to uh, uh, to let Stephen Baxter know that you heard of the company through We Are Mead. So Davey I think it's about time we announced the team of the week, the proactive risk control team of the week and uh, uh, we're going to start off with our goalkeeper yeah, oftentimes, Mickey, when, with the goalkeeper, it's it's nearly an obvious decision or it's, it's a very difficult decision to try and pick one goalkeeper because they probably don't get the credit they deserve and they maybe could make two or three saves in a game. But when you're reading match reports or if you're not at the game, it, it may not come across, you know. So um, I think before we, we give the name that we've decided to go for, I have to give a word for Darry Hutchinson for Nobber. Um, and like that, uh, Stephen Markey and... Me daily put up an excellent clip of him on Friday or Saturday evening and the saves he made against uh, your own Simon and Gales, keeping them out on numerous different occasions. But we've gone for the county goalkeeper Andy Colgan from Dunham Ashburn in the end, Mickey. He made three or four saves, granted, but he also was the team's top scorer. Like, where would you see it? The goalkeeper um, coming up and clipping over 45s and frees from long range and, and ended up being their joint top scorer with four points on the night. And uh, like, uh, he's, he's just improved because. You know, he's, he's, he's done ever so well and he's suffered a few setbacks this year with injuries with Mead and that as well. So it's great to see him back playing first and foremost. But he's also recovered his form, which is great. And I suppose that'll be, that'll be of, um, of benefit and good news to Andy McEntee as well, who I'm sure was keeping a close eye on it too. So um, Andy Colgan in, in a game where Sanchestown probably flattered to deceive, but on another night could have had two or three goals and, and Colgan kept them out, you know. So I think Andy Colgan deserves his position here at number one. Yeah, Andy Colgan uh, in goals for the proactive risk control team of the week for round two of the football championship. We're going to go on to our full back line now, Davey, and wearing the number two on our second uh, team of the week is. We're number two, Mickey. We've gone for Rory Chute, and this was—I won't say it was a late shout, but he was—he was—he had the last say in in a hectic weekend of club championship football. The game was at six o'clock. And I think he popped up at close to 8 o'clock with a match-winning goal in the 63rd minute. Clannagill were two points down against Longwood. They worked a short free. Rory Chute wanders up from, from corner back and he unleash, unleashes an absolute missile into the top corner to uh, steal it in that 63rd minute with the last kick of the game. And uh, Clannagill managed to maintain their unbeaten run and go two out of two on the return to the Intermediate Championship with a stunning win against their neighbours, Longwood. And... Um, 
not just for his probably goal. Obviously, it's easy to pick him as a result of that. But I think defensively, he was very solid. He's a player who I know has worked a lot on probably getting forward and getting getting on the ball a little bit more and being a bit more comfortable on it. He's a good, tough, tackling cornerback. But he's, he's got up and kicked the score against Ballon Lock in round one. And now he's got up and kicked a crucial goal. And who knows... We could be sitting here in three or four weeks' time and Clannagale could be in the semi-final or final and you look back to that moment and uh, Rory Tute will, will never live it down and neither will all of the Clannagale faithful. Yeah, number two on the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week is Rory Tute from Clannagale. And uh, we're going to move on now to our fullback. We're number three this week, Davey. We've gone for Pat Brady here, Mickey. He's a former Mead Minor captain and he was tasked with the unenviable uh, job of picking up Dylan Morgan, who featured in our team of the week in, in the first round. Uh, Dylan scored one four against um, against Dundry and, and was outstanding on the on the evening with Mickey Newman. So Blackhall Gales obviously had to do their homework, and two of the obvious ones were, were Morgan and Newman. And uh, I have to say, Paddy Brady had an excellent duel with Dylan Morgan, keeping him scoreless. Which you'd, you'd imagine if you kept Dylan Mor- Morgan scoreless, it'll go a long way to getting a result. And unfortunately for him and Blackhall Gales, it just wasn't to be on the evening. But Pat Brady couldn't have done anything more. He picked up an early yellow card. And some may say it was probably lucky to stay on the field for a bit of an off-the-ball scuffle with Morgan, where actually Morgan got booked in the end. But I have to say it was a really good duel by both. But I'd, I'd have to say that Paddy Brady came out on top on this particular occasion. Um, and despite being on the losing team, he couldn't have done anything more. And I think he deserves his place at full-back. Yeah, well done to Paddy Brady from Blackhall Gales, making our proactive risk control team of the week for round two of the football championship. We're going to move on now to our final fullback, uh, our final player in the fullback line, and it's number four. Davey, who have we given it to this week? The lad with the good knees um, from Balnebracchi, it's Nicky Judge. And uh, of course, we're inundated <laughs> with questions about Nicky Judge's knees every single week. And uh, I'm reliably informed that they're still in full work and order. And uh, he was tasked with picking up the, the deadly Dara Rowe at the weekend, and I suppose Sidden were on a high after beating Oldcastle in round one, and Rowe in particular was outstanding in that particular game. Um, and Judge, you know, former county man, using all of ex- all of his experience, not just did he limit Dara Rowe to little or nothing, Sidden as a whole were limited to just four points, which was, you know, remarkable play from the Balnebracchi lads. And uh, Nicky Judge is such a leader in there, always has been, always will be. Um, and you just feel that... He, he's still their go-to man. You know, when you see him picking up Darrow, the danger man in the team, it just speaks volumes for his longevity and his performance levels, which haven't dipped over the last 10 or 12 years. So Nicky Judge, I think, deserves his place at cornerback. Yeah, and he completes our full-back line for round two of the football championship, making it on to the team of the week with his dodgy knees. Well done to Nicky Judge from Balnebracchi. We're going to move on to the half-back line now, Davy, and number five, on our team of the week is? Yeah, I was looking. I had to pick one of them from St. Vincent's. Um, <laughs> and, and I could have picked a few. Um, but it was, it was a funny one because, you know, I looked through the scores and they amassed a, a huge tally. But there was nobody who absolutely, you know, dominated and ran riot in the forwards. And the one player that stood out for me was young Connor Harford at wing back for them. And uh, he, was, he was sensational. I've got to tell you, Mickey, like bombing up and down the field. He's played mead, mead minors, played mead under 20. Um, and I'd hasten to add that he could definitely play mid senior before he, before a couple of years. Certainly, the way he's going, he's a real powerhouse of a wing back, great defender, terrific tackler as well. But his level of level of fitness, his um, his ball skills, his intelligence on the ball as well is something to behold. And he can sk- kick a score. The score he did kick 
um, on the evening against ourselves was, was brilliant and it was really well worked. But he had other opportunities. And instead of taking maybe the wrong option or, or taking a pot shot at goal, he played in teammates in better positions than that. You know, he's only a young man. He's only 21 years of age. And this guy, or 20 years of age, rather, he has so much football ahead of him. He has bags of, bags of potential. And if St. Vincent's are going to have a successful year, i.e. winning the McDermott Cup, Conor Harford will be integral to it. Yeah, and uh, a real prospect for the future there, coming from St. Vincent's, Conor Harford wears number five on our proactive risk control team of the week for round two of the championship. Moving on to our centre-half back, Davy, and we've gone for somebody who was playing against O'Mahony's on the weekend. Yeah, Oshie McCluskey, Mickey, he, um, he, was, he was absolutely brilliant at number six. I, I got, to, got to this game on Saturday evening and um, he dominated that line. He really did. He was, um, he was obviously marking Rory O'Quillan in the early stages who uh, wore the number 11 jersey. O'Quillan kind of drifted in different positions. As it turns out, he was off the pitch more time than he was probably on it because he got the black card just before half time, and by the time he'd just come on, he was dismissed then. But McCluskey, I have to say, was a real leader in the in the backs for Nafina. Big, strong, strapping fella as well. Well capable of getting forward too. Contributed two points and um, set up numerous other attacks and uh, was a real focal point for Nafina throughout the throughout the game. Um, one of the players who probably hasn't got recognised, I noticed Andy McAtee was at the game. He will definitely be one that caught the eye for me. Um, and I'll be interested to see if we, we maybe see him getting a chance with Mead in the, in the coming years. But uh, certainly a player who, um, who excelled on Saturday evening against Navin O'Mahony's Mickey. Yeah, well done to Oshin McCluskey of Nafina, making it in at number six on our team of the week for round two of the Football Championship. Moving on now to our last of the halfbacks. It's wearing number seven, and uh, we've, David, we've gone for someone from the game between Summerhill and Wolf Tones, but which centre half or wing half back is it? Yeah, we've gone for Johnny Lavelle here, and Mickey. There was it, it was a type of game where there was so much quality on show. Um, no disrespect to Johnny Lavelle, he probably wouldn't have been the first name that you said would make the team of the week as a result of playing in this game. But I suppose it was synonymous of the game. It was tight. It was tense. Maybe the bigger players maybe just didn't perform to their maximum potential on the evening. But Johnny Lavelle certainly, um, certainly was brilliant for Summerhill and he strided forward to get that all-important second goal for them deep, deep into, deep into time. That time was nearly up, I think, at that stage. And it got Summerhill over the line narrowly on that two-point um, two winning margin. But, you know, he's a really energetic, um, fitness-free kind of chap at, at, at wing-back. He's not a pick on him and he's well able to bomb forward and that... To be honest, I've never seen him really scoring, um, which which is a bit of a surprise. He generally would hand the ball off and give the responsibility to some of the forwards. But fair play to them for probably standing forward and saying, these lads aren't kicking the snow off a rope today, so I'm going to do it myself. And uh, he took the responsibility and in fairness, he backed it up with a tremendous goal. And I think he was man of the match. I think the lads in commentary gave him a man of the match as well. So I think from anyone on the pitch on, on Sunday afternoon in, in uh, Summerhill and Wolf Tones, Johnny Lavelle deserved it. Yeah, well, you know, you're speaking about how he doesn't get in the score sheet too often with the forward line that Summerhill possess and uh, all the aces in the pack that they have in that forward line. Why would he need to do the scoring? But obviously, uh, that goal is was was absolutely crucial to them beating Wolf Tones. And not only that, but it was crucial to them securing their semi-final spot in the Mead Senior Championship in the race to the Keegan Cup. So well done to Johnny Lavelle, completing our half-back line wearing the number seven jersey 
in our team of the week. We're going to move on now to the midfield pairing, Davy, for the proactive risk control team of the week. And uh, wearing number eight is. It's Oshin Riley from Gail Columkill, and uh, he was he was a constant horn in the St Peter's Dubai inside on Sunday evening. He was um, he was absolutely brilliant, and he, he fluctuated between the midfield and the forward line throughout. And Dunboyne could never seem to get to grips with him. Um, he was ably assisted by his younger brother Fionn. It's probably worth mentioning as well because Fionn did uh, pick up Ronan Jones and, and try and curtail his influence throughout the game as well, which probably gave Vushin a bit more license to roam forward and contribute in an attacking sense as well, Mickey. Um, but, you know, two goals and two points on the on the evening for Oshin. And it was just an all-action display from him. He, he, he has the appearance of a surfer nowadays. The hair's gone long and wavy and that. But, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's definitely um, come to the fore for Gail Columkill in recent times. I was really impressed with him against Columkill's. But, but in terms of probably work rate and that, I would have never had Oshin Riley down as a 2-2 man. We were talking mm-hmm. off-air there, Mick, and you were saying that, you know, um, Bino Hanlon and Seamus Matamo, they often just do it for... And, and no one else needs to step forward. The two boys were good on Sunday evening, but they didn't probably get the tallies that we normally come to expect from them. So there's someone else had to stand up and be a hero, and it was Oshin Riley. The two goals, Mickey, they were so brilliantly worked. Um, the, the second one in particular, the strength and power he showed to you know hold off his man and you know hit an absolute rasper to the net past Keane Flynn was just brilliant. And, and that really set Kells on their way. It was a case of hanging on after that, but it was an all-action display from in midfield. And, uh, you know, full credit to him for his performance and indeed his team's performance. That was the big one for Kells and, and they delivered on the big stage. Yeah, in recent years, a lot of people have said, you know, like Kells, you know, getting to league finals, winning league finals, winning fresh cups, but not being able to do it in championship day and maybe not being able to get that big scalp when it came to the knockout stages of the uh, Leeds Senior Championship. But uh, I, I suppose that would have been down to the fact that maybe they didn't have enough scores from coming, coming from different parts of the field. They did always depend on Madamo and on, um, uh, on Bino Hanlon. So for Oshin Riley to, to get the 2-2 and, and, and to add that dimension to his game is only going to be even better for Kells because now... Not only do they have to mark the two boys in Madamo and in Bino, but they also have to look out for Oshin Riley, who seems to be an, an absolute goal scorer now at this stage. So well done to Oshin Riley. He makes it in at number eight on our proactive risk control team of the week for round two. Going on to his uh, midfield pair, pairing and uh, who's joining him in the middle of the field. Yeah, he's a bit of a veteran at this stage and we had him on for the preview show in the Intermediate Championship and it is uh, Chris Juicy O'Connor from Balnebracchi, of course a former a former Mead man or a former Mead player, um, was a great servant for Mead down through I think from 07 to probably 2011-2012 um, but still doing it you know and, and I know he's uh, he's got his hands full at home, he's a young one at home and He's, he, his Instagram is normally spammed with her, but uh, he's still turning in top-class performances at club level as well for the Brax. And, uh, you know, an all-action display and, and a brilliant um, scoring spree himself, in fairness. One three from midfield for Juice to O'Connor over the weekend uh, was brilliant. And, and in that resounding, I think, 4-16 to four-point win over Sidden, Mickey, um, the likes of Juicy and, and Danny Quinn and a few other guys, Damien Carroll, as we mentioned too, you know, chipping in with massive tallies. And uh, he's the second Balnebarki player to get in and the second ex-Mead uh, footballer as well to get in. So 
the boys are the boys are clearly clearly keeping themselves right. But Balnebracky, you know, you know yourself, Mickey, it's such a narny as we call it from time to time. There's it's, it's <laughs> you wouldn't know what them boys to be at up there, but uh, they're going extremely well. They put themselves in an excellent position now to kick on and get out of the group at the expense of probably Jalik Bellewstown if they can get that win in the last round of the group against Oldcastle. But a strong signal and statement of intent from them on uh, Saturday afternoon against Sydney. And Juicy O'Connor absolutely motoring in midfield. Yeah, and, and at this stage, the way Balnebracki are performing, Davy, um, it won't be long before they have a player who will be winning the player of the week, the proactive risk control player of the week. And one of us is going to have to take that three-day camel ride over to Balnebracki to present them with the voucher. So uh, uh, with the way they're going, you know, Davy, they could be winning a few of them. Um, we're going to move on now to the half-forward line on the proactive risk control team of the week for round two and where number 10 Davey is yeah he's Kilmainham's talisman Mickey and uh, he is Mickey by name and I was going to say by nature but we won't go there <laughs> it's 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 Michael Newman um, of course he is the, the sharpshooter with Mead as well but uh, it, it, it would have been wrong of us not to get a Kilmainham player in here and I suppose he is the obvious choice but he is their go-to man look at he's their county man and the guy to go to when they need a bit of inspiration and time and time again he delivers for Kilmainham I actually had a chat with a lad tonight um, at under 17 training and we were just chatting about Mickey Newman and he's not the type of player that'll go and dominate a game for 60 minutes he, he's in and out and he, and he just produces these flashes and these absolute moments of brilliance and his goal was synonymous of that he just looked fairly innocuous got a little tip tap in the midfield gave an inside to Richie Brady and then suddenly he takes off. And once Mickey Newman starts and he gets into his stride, he's impossible to stop. And he had the, the composure and the excellent finishing, finessing ability to, to finish the ball past Thomas Dalton in the black hole goal, goals with, uh, with a terrific left foot shot. But even in the second half when Kilmainham needed him, he stepped up and he kicked some real pressure frees from difficult angles, from big distances out. And he clipped over a couple from play as well. Um, Shane Whitty, you know, Mead Senior Hurler was tasked with marking him, similar to probably Pat Brady and Dylan Morgan. And you'd have to say Whitty did all right on him, but it was just those, you know, those, those moments of absolute class from Mickey Newman, which just swung the game in Kilmainham's favour and uh, won six in all. I think one four from, one four from play, uh, Mickey Newman gets in at number 10. Yeah, and those moments of class and brilliance were crucial to Kilmainham getting that victory um, over Blackhall Gales and uh, securing a semi-final spot in the Intermediate Championship. It's, uh, it's the thing of dreams. It's absolutely brilliant. And well done to all involved in Kilmainham. Well done to Mickey Newman. We're number 10 on our proactive risk control team of the week. We're going to go to centre-forward now, Davy. We're number 11 for round two of our championship is. I don't think you would have got... Um... Great odds on an Auburn player being in the team prior to Friday evening. I am. Um, yeah. So what I'm saying is, I, I'd say, to be honest with you, we would have probably had a selection of Simon St. Lads. We could have taken our pick probably from the Simon St. Lads. As we all know, that didn't develop. Nabra pulled off uh, a magnificent, an extraordinary win over Simon St. Gales on Friday evening. And uh, one man who probably stood out, you know, in addition to others, you know, we mentioned, um, we mentioned Darry Hutchinson already. We should mention Jordan Morris as well. He chipped in with six points. But Sean Mead, Mickey, like centre forward, such a central position and such a central performance he gave as well. 2-6, two, 2-4 two, from play, I believe. Um, caught his last goal, an absolutely smashing finish. 
at a crucial time for Nobber when Simon's then were just starting to lure them back in. Um, he's playing a little bit deeper now, and, and maybe that's suiting him too, because he's better maybe running at defences with his, than with his back to back to the goal, if that makes sense. Um, previously, it was the prolonged uh, three-man attack of Brian Farrell, Jordan Morrison and Mido, but you know, Morris is still inside and he's probably more dangerous now on his own and Mido's outside there and he's feeding him in and he's working off and getting getting returns and that and he's really relishing the 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 challenge, I suppose, of playing senior football. This is a guy who's played mean minor, he's played schools, he's played colleges football as well. I think he has a couple of cigars and medals in his pocket. But he's only really coming to the fore now. I've got to be honest with you, Mickey, and he's he's a relation of mine. He's a whore to travel. He <laughs> He goes away every single summer and leaves Nobber high and dry and then comes back and probably plays a couple of games towards the end of the year. Now, look at last year. He obviously stuck around and that was key. And this year, he can't actually travel, which is great from a Nobber perspective. So they have him, you know, and he's clearly wreaking the benefits of that. And, you know, 2-6, he was the standout player on the pitch on Friday evening in Castletown. And he absolutely deserves that number 11 jersey in our proactive um, risk control team of the week. Yeah, 100%. Uh, one of the biggest shocks in Mead Senior Football Championship. Um, you know, and, and Nobber won't probably thank us for saying that, but like the reality is that Simonson have won two senior championships in the last four years. Nobber came up, you mentioned it, Brian Farrell being away from the team and the whole lot. Like it, it was just, it was absolutely monumental that win for, for Nobber. And, you know, I was looking at the, the team lineups and Breen Condon was down as number six. I'm not sure if he lined out at number six, but it could have been Mark Gardner. Mark Gardner is a county footballer as well. So be it Breen Condon or be it Mark Gardner or even be it Brian McGrath, and you know, to put in that kind of a performance, 2-4 from play, is just absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, you know, what a win for Nobber. Well done to Sean Mead on making it in at number 11 on our proactive risk control team of the week. We're going to move now to our final uh, half forward. And we're at number 12 on this week's uh, Team of the Week is. We didn't have to travel too far with this one from Mido and Nobber. We've gone across to Carlinstown and we picked out Shane McDonald from St. Michael's. And he's a guy who's taken his game to the next level and we pushed him out to the wing purely because he's comfortable to play there. I think he wore the number 11 jersey for St. Michael's in that comprehensive win over Myla um, on Saturday Saturday evening. And uh, we were actually tipped off on this one by Ben Farrell. He got in touch with us to say that Shane McDonald should be in and I kind of asked why and what did he score and everything like that. So I touched base with a few other people and they, they fully agreed that Shane McDonald completely deserved to be in this team. And um, we obviously picked Ora Meehan in the first round, his teammate, um, and, and Shane's probably stepped up and, and taken on the mantle as chief scorer with 2-5 against Myla, you know, an outstanding performance. Um, excellent team player as well. This guy has it all, Mickey. He's, he's got the physique, he's got the pace, he's got the power, he's got the accuracy. He really has everything going for him. Um, and so do St. Michael's at the minute. They're two from two in the championship. They're going into a do-or-die game now against uh, Waterstown in, in a week and a half's time. And what a game that's going to be. We're really looking forward to that. But Shane McDonald will be so key to St. Michael's getting out of the group and getting to a semi-final. Um, just purely with his raw pace and trickery and unpredictability, I suppose, as well. But, you know, 2-5, any day you get that from the half-forward line. Um, is, is a good day and you know just looking down to our half forward line there 2-6 for Mido 2-6 for McDonald and 1-6 for Mickey Newman you won't get much better than that from a half forward line 
Yeah, absolutely. Looking at it, you, you said it, it's uh, five goals and 17 points from, uh, sorry, six, five goals and six, 17 I didn't points. Wa- I didn't want to tot it up because I knew I'd get wrong, so I let <laughs> you do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't worry, I'll get it right. So it is five goals and 17 points from your half forward line. In fact, the only two people not to have scored on our team of the week so far are Patrick Brady of Blackhall Gales and Nicky Judge of Ballinabracky, but they were obviously doing a bit of defending while the rest of our team was doing They were keeping their own men scoreless. Yes, exactly. Um, we're going to move on now to the full forward line, Davy, in the proactive risk control team of the week. And, uh, you know, there was some unbelievable performances over the weekend. And uh, do you want to start off with the first player that we've picked from our three-man full forward line? We've gone for the heartbeat of the Manalvi team and, and this guy just turns in performance after performance. There's never a dip in his performance levels whether he wears his club or county jersey. He will give it his all whether that's good enough or not. Sometimes it is, other times it's not. But Killian O'Sullivan, Mickey, um, dragged Manalvi out of the fire and, and pulled them out and got them a remarkable comeback win against Curaha, um on, on Saturday, Saturday evening in screen. And... He was brilliant against Summerhill as well, and uh, he's just carried on and got 2-4. Like, he's got 2-4, right, but he's probably another 2-4 for his, for his team. I was watching the highlights back today. I was watching the goals back. I don't know, did you see them? Yeah. Um, it's, it's worth going in and having a look if you haven't. You were talking about Marco Sullivan, so I'm sure you have seen it. Um, and Killian was at the heart of absolutely everything. Whether If he wasn't popping up and scoring the goals, he was setting them up. He was... 50 yards out, and you'd kind of wonder how he ended up getting 2-4, but he's just, <laughs> he's just, um, he's just like a Duracell bunny, isn't he? He's just, I don't know how he keeps going, but he's adding this scoring dimension now to his game, which at times he was probably criticised for down through the years with me, that he probably lacked a little bit of composure in that. He's clearly got that into his game, and that left foot is, is getting more and more accurate by the game, and you know, 2-4 um, in, in that incredible game against Curaha has set Manalvi probably, has got them out of relegation trouble first and foremost. Um, and it's, it's probably got them safe at this stage, maybe with a game to spare. But um, Killian O'Sullivan absolutely deserves his position in the, in the full forward line, Mick. Yeah, what a performance from Killian O'Sullivan over the weekend. Makes it in at number 13 on our proactive risk control team of the week for round two. We're going to go to our full forward, round number 14, Davy. Yeah, he's my favourite um, Karen Ross man, I, and, I, and I am friendly with a lot of them, but uh, this guy is just pure class, Frank O'Reilly. Uh, he's, he's just a class above, and he's playing junior football, and he's, he'd be well able to play senior football. We've seen him playing with the Mead Juniors last year, um, Boston at number 11, and uh, he's wrecking the place now for Benny Reddy's men at full forward for Karen Ross. And 2-10 at the weekend, Mickey. 2-10 out of 2-14. Like, yeah. that is just crazy shooting. And I'm not talking about a hammering. They did not hammer Boards Mill. In fact, Boards Mill put them to the pin of their collar and they were a point up against them at half time and they just couldn't see the job out again, unfortunately. But they were only beaten by three points, put a brilliant account of themselves, 214 to 17 points in the afternoon. But Franco, you know, leading from the front and he's turned into a, a real leader, probably. He's taken over the mantle from the likes of the McGee's. They're happy to play a little bit more of um, of a reserve role now and coming on and, and doing the job when they're needed. But Franco is taking on the mantle as the main man in that Can Ross forward line, and he's a great leader and he's a, he's a smashing good footballer as well, Mickey. Like um, I, I say, this this chap can go on and play county football with me. I, I do hope he does. 
and because he has everything going for him. And if he keeps turning in performances like that, it won't be long until he's in there, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a fantastic performance by Frank O'Reilly, scoring 210 out of 214, as you said, against Boardsville. And a huge second-half display by Frank O'Reilly to drag his team back in and get that win. It was just an absolutely phenomenal performance. Well done to Frank O'Reilly, making it in at number 14 on the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week. David, we have one position left, and uh, it's uh, going to go to... Uh, a wee man that was playing against uh, a small team by the name of Drum Conrad, but uh, the performance he put in uh, in this game was phenomenal. Yeah, I know people have different opinions on fox hunting, Mickey, but but in this uh, scenario, I think this fox definitely should have uh, been put out of his misery. Um, and Drum Conrad probably wished they had done it, but Pierre Fox, I mean... The, the magician that is uh, 4-12 from him, from a scoreline of, of, I think, 9-23. Like, the scoreline's remarkable, but the, the, the individual tally that Pierre Fox has amounted for. Um, and, and in one sense, I'm just not... I'm not I, I, I don't know why I'm not surprised, but he's just that good that, that this is kind of what you come to expect. Maybe not 4-12, but he would regularly turn in 2-5 and 2-6 a game on any given occasion. And with all due respect to Drum Condra, he would do that against better opposition as well. So they could feel they could feel a little bit aggrieved that he will do this against better teams as well. And and that's just not on them. But like talk about no mercy as well. Four twelve, like would you not after you get a hat trick, would you not be right, lads, come on, give someone else a go. I'll, <laughs> I'll trot off and you know, hat trick in the bag, match ball or whatever like that. But no, he gets a fourth and he gets twelve points to go to go along with it. But uh Great, great performance. He's going to be a marked man or he's going to be a watch man and that. But, you know, this fella, he's, I've seen him perform for duress before and he's going to, he's going to do it again too. But Saini have a lot more as well in, their, in the ranks, aside from Pierre Fox. I know Owen Harkin turned in an incredible display as well. It's probably just worth mentioning in the same breath as well. And Saini, granted they played a team who, who, you know, were a bit off it, but 45 points of a, of a drubbing was, was absolutely brilliant. And, uh, they're playing Kilbride next in that winner takes all game, and uh, you know we've said it on the We Are Me podcast, Mickey. We are we are really looking forward to that one, and uh, looking forward to seeing how Pierre does in that one, and how Kilbride can curtail his influence. Yeah, absolutely. And the scary thing about that, Davy, is, is that four twelve wasn't even half of his team's score. And um, when you look at it, uh, four twelve is twenty four. They scored fifty points and um, uh, nine goals and twenty three points in that game. So um, a freak result. We won't see that happening too often, but um, a freak of nature, Pierre Fox scoring 4-12. What an absolute, uh, uh, worldly, perfect performance for the young man from Dunsany. But look, as we said, they'll come up against bigger teams, better teams in the future, and it's going to be how well they can curtail Pierre Fox um, move going forward in that in that junior championship. But uh, Davey, um, I'm just looking down through our full forward line, and between them, they have scored eight goals and 26 points. Um, so, not a bad return from our full forward line. No, eight goals and... What did you say? Eight goals and Eight goals and 26 points. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> 50, 50 points between our, our, for our full forward line. You know, like, it's, uh, it's all right, I suppose. Like, but, uh, you know, uh, look, again, I'm, I'm just wondering if the proactive risk control team of the week and player of the week has had anything to do with these massive scorelines that players have put in, Davy? 
Well, well, it wouldn't it be interesting if um, Mr. Baxter came in with with another voucher, or maybe split the voucher and says, "I'll give, I'll give a voucher each week for the player of the week, and I'll also give one for the the man with the highest tally each week." Well. That'd be interesting <laughs> because, like, we're seeing, we're like we're regularly seeing like two five in our in our forward line seems to be about the average score. Like when you look at it, that's what it is. Yeah. It, yeah, like yeah. what Shane McDonald's score is generally the average mark across the six forwards, not just the inside forward line. Um, yeah, Mickey, New- Mickey, New- Mickey Newman has a bit of work to do there. He only scored one goal. Um, he only you know- scored one six. Come on, Mickey, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but look, um, again, absolutely brilliant. What a team of the week it is. And, and, and when we look down through the spread, we've got three players from junior clubs. We've got six players from intermediate clubs and six players from senior clubs. And it's all to play for in the championships in a lot of the groups um, in two weeks' time when we'll have round three of the, um, of the Mead Football Championship. And again, we'll have our third proactive risk control team of the week um, after round three of the Football Championship. But uh, Davey, I suppose we've got one thing left to do um, for the proactive risk control team of the week and podcast, and that is to pick the Proactive Risk Control Player of the Week. And the nominations are Davey. Well, obviously, Pierre Fox is is a, is a standout nomination. Mickey, 4-12, as we've just said. Um, the main man for Dunsany and, and the biggest scoreline of the team by quite some distance. So, Pierre Fox is our first nomination. Um, second, we're going to the man who's lined out right beside him, and it's Frank O'Reilly, a fellow junior footballer with Karen Ross. They're... Um, they could meet at some stage in the championship too. Wouldn't it be great to see the two of them come up against each other? Could just turn out <laughs> into an all-out shootout between them. <laughs> That's what I was but, thinking. Uh, but yeah, two two incredibly gifted players, and and it's great. Like I know I play junior football and that, but it is great to see the junior players getting recognised as well. I have to say, you know, and you you said about the spread, Mickey, and you know the three from junior, six intermediate, and six senior. It's brilliant to see a mix across the team and something that you probably don't always see when it comes to team of the weeks, you know, but they're the two junior ones. Um, the next one for us has to be Sean Mead. Um, you know, we've spoken about him already, Mickey, you know, two, six, um, and, and a huge, hugely influential performance in that stunning win against Simon Center Friday evening. Massive. But none of those three are going <laughs> to take the award. Um, and this is probably where we're going to get absolutely lambasted. But uh, we've we've gone with Oshin Riley. It, we have. It really wasn't enough. We've we've been arguing all day, Mickey, haven't we? Let's let's yeah. call a spade a spade. We've been going over and back all day about it. And um, I suppose the word I've I've used time and time again. Well, I said content first, but I meant context. <laughs> and I suppose when you take all the performances into context. Oshin Riley's for Gail Colum Kill um, is the one for me because, first of all, when you take Kells as the club, and we've we've spoken about it in depth already, you know, on the, on the different shows this week about Kells needing that scalp against Dunboyne and a big team that they probably haven't got to now. They've got to semi-finals, but that's as far as they've gone. This could be the one moment for Kells now. They're in a semi-final again. They'll be fancy to come out of the semi-final, I would suggest as well, whoever they do play. Um, and Oshin Riley has completely transformed into one of Kell's main men. There's people actively calling for him and saying, why isn't he on the county? To be honest with you, a lot of people last year probably didn't even know about Oshin Riley. Let, you know, let's call a spade a spade again. And suddenly his performance levels have just increased game on game. And he's adding the scoring now into his game. 
the, the lads obviously did well tactically. You have to give credit to Lara Wall, Concleary and Paul Murphy for what they did with the switch with him and Fionn and getting them into more advanced positions. But then he goes and does what he does and gets 2-2 two, two, um, and just completely grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and dominated it. Uh, so for us, it, it's Oshin Riley um, and, and it, yeah, it's thoroughly deserved, I feel. Yeah, you know, like again, we've we've deliberated on this all day. We've we've gone through all the nominations that we received through social media from all our listeners, and we want to thank them for all their nominations. And again, we want to urge you to continue to send your nominations for our team of the week and for the uh, player of the week via our social media um, for round three, the next the next group stages or uh, the next group games of the championship. But this one, we, this player of the week was so tough. It really was. I mean, we, we spent the whole day, as you said, deliberating and arguing over it and, you know, trying to make a case for each of them. Like, I suppose Pierre Fox, four goals and 12 points. It's, you know, you don't see too often uh, in adult football um, a player scoring 4-12. I think the only person who beat him on the weekend on the scoreline um, was Emma Duggan from uh, Dunboyne, when she scored five goals and 10. So uh, an, an honourable mention for, for, for Emma Duggan from Dunboyne. But, you know, you don't see in uh, uh, um, adult football too often a player scoring 4-12. So, but again, we had to put it into context. It was, a, and, and again, don't want to insult Drum Conduit, but it, when, when you leak nine goals and 23 points, you know, that, that kind of just says something. But again, fantastic performance. We're not taking away from Pierre Fox um, because he is an absolute magician. Frank O'Reilly, 210 out of 214 against Ford's Mill. Huge, huge uh, tally and, 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 and can count himself unlucky as well because, you know, when you put that in context, you know, it was the majority of their scores in, in, in a very tight game and, and it took a big, big second half from Frank O'Reilly to push Carner Ross over the line. Sean Mead, you know, I thought myself that, you know, the closest uh, to uh, O'Sheen Riley was probably Sean Meads because again in context, you know, Nobber coming against uh, coming up against Simonson who've won two senior championships, 16, 17, semi-final, uh, beaten semi-finalists last year, beaten semi-finalists the year before. Um and Sean Mead and uh Nobber coming up from intermediate, you know, it was it was David and Goliath really, you know, and to put in a, a performance of two six. But we couldn't get away from the fact that Ushin Riley's two two and how huge that can be for this Kells team, um, and especially against a team that have, you know, kind of, they just haven't been able to get over uh, the line with in the last few years. We just think that, and, and, and the quality that Dunboyne possess in their, def- in, in, in their defence as well, and in their midfield, for him to come up with 2-2 and, and to inspire Gail Cullum Kill to that victory over Dunboyne and seal themselves a position in uh, the semi-finals, uh, we just felt that his performance overall from start to finish was just exceptional. So well done to Oshin Riley from Gail Column Kilkells on receiving the proactive risk control uh, player of the week for round two. And I think, Davey, I gave a, a, a really good roundup of how we got to picking Oshin Riley as the, the player of the week. You know, like I, I gave as much as I could for the other lads, but we had to give it to Oshin Riley. We did eventually, Mickey, and uh, it's going to get us a trip out to Betty's Town. So we're going to meet him out on the beach in Betty's Town to present him with his award. He's he's doing a bit of surfing out there this week, so <laughs> um, yeah, we, we look forward to that. But uh, yeah, no, he's a great lad, and he applies himself ever so well too. He's proper committed, and 
let's be honest about it. Like probably we said already, he's one of the players that doesn't probably get the recognition he deserves in that Kells team, purely because we're always focusing on the two lads and the forwards, which, you know, probably rightfully so at times. But he does tireless work. And it's only probably when he gets on the, on the end of 2-2 two, two, that we come to probably recognise how good of a player he actually is. And, uh, you know, congratulations to him and congratulations to Gail Columkill. Uh, magnificent weekend for them all around. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. So the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week for Round 2 of the Mead Football Championship is in goals, Andy Colgan. We're number two, Rory Chute from Clonnagail. Number three, Patrick Brady from Blackhall Gales. And number four, Nicky Judge from Ballinabracky. Half-back line worked out this way. It was Connor Harford from St. Vincent's, Oshin McCluskey from Navina, and John LaBelle from Summerhill. In the middle of the field, it was Oshin Riley from Gail Column Kilkells, and Chris O'Connor joined him from Ballinabracky. Our half-forward line is Mickey Newman from Kilmainham, it's Sean Mead from Nobber, Shane McDonald from St. Michael's, and then our full-forward line is Killian O'Sullivan from Nalvi, Frank O'Reilly from Karen Ross, and Pierre Fox from Dunsany. We want to thank Stephen Baxter from Pro Risk, uh, Proactive Risk Control. Again, uh, for all your health and safety needs, consultancy and training, you can contact him on stephen at prc.ie. His mobile is 087-412-7603 and the website is www.prc.ie. That's the Proactive Risk Control Team of the Week and Player of the Week for Round 2. Remember, we are me. Why matters more.